Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there. I'm Andy Anatko, technology columnist of the Sun, Chicago Sun-Times, and this is episode 93 of Material Podcast. With us, as usual, is our Australian friend, collectively, of the United States and the world, Russell Ivanovich. Russell, Howdy, how are you mates. doing today? Did I do a good Australian accent? I hope I did. I hope that's convincing for the listeners. It should, for, for the American audience, it should be just almost offensive culturally. <laughs> Because that, that's how we see the rest of the world. It has to conform to whatever we've seen in commercials and in popular movies. Oh, look, according to everything I've read on the internet forums, Andy, I'm just lucky to be alive. You know, all the snakes, kangaroos, koalas, spiders. I could go on listing animals that can kill you in Australia. Emus, didgeridoos. Oh, and, and, and the fun thing is it doesn't stop with animals. You also got your fish that want to kill you, your reptiles <laughs> that want to kill you, your insects that want to kill you. Oh, every uh, beach and, has sharks, please. We just have more okay, of them because they're true. friendlier in Australia. Well, let's also welcome Kelly Guymont, who's uh, who's joining us today from AppCam for Girls and a, and a lot of other uh, journalistic integritous things that I enjoy reading. Kelly, how you doing? <laughs> I'm well, Andy. How are you? <laughs> Moder- moderately neato. I'm I'm covered with paint, but that's that has nothing to do with uh, with Android or Google or you or Russell. It's just basically <laughs> and that's my data. Not a euphemism. You're just literally covered in paint, right? Yeah, we've got some Braveheart stuff going on here. Well, yeah, ex- exactly. It's not even like the fun kind where like I'm going to be in the next Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, like cavorting on a on a Majorcan, you know, and you have to you have to you have to buy the the newsstand edition to look really close and find out. Oh my God, that's just painted on. I just thought he was naturally toned that way. <laughs> Blue really suits you, Andy. That's that's all I have to say. <laughs> Well, I got so, some things did go right. I finally got a uh, Google Assistant uh, on my uh, uh, my Nexus 5X, uh, which I only found out about when I was just using when as, as usual. I like I like the way that uh, uh, Google apps just sort of announce themselves like they've been invited over. Say, hi, I'm the new Google Assistant. I just wanted just thought I'd let you know that I've been I've been installed on your phone. I'm here to help you. And if you'd like, I I could walk you through what I can do right now. Uh, and uh, so. <laughs> I, I was very pleased because uh, I, I found out I was in a situation in New York last week where I was going out to dinner with a couple of friends uh, in uh, in the village, and there were uh, we the place we wanted to eat was all booked up. Yes, it was a barbecue place, nothing but meat, 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 and so obviously very popular even on Thursday night. And so we're, we're trying we're doing that that horrible thing when you're three or four people, and really collectively all you want is a place with carbs and protein and available seats for something above $6 per entree and below $50 per entree because this is this is New York but it becomes like no one wants to be responsible for saying how about that place and then that place turns out to be horrible so I, I activated the Google assistant and I said hey what find find good uh, where is a good American food near here and said okay I can help you with that and shows me one two three places how, how would you like to or would like to reserve a table at, at open table I said yeah I'd, I'd like to do that assistant said how many how many i said okay three and then the next thing i'm i'm uh i'm assuming this next going to tell me said okay we'll find you look seating for three here's your confirmation and for some reason i'm I'm saying there wasn't a blip there wasn't a reset there wasn't a restart the next thing it said was like okay here are some different places where you can buy buy chairs and i'm like what and find, oh, it 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 basically read its own things. So, oh, he's looking for seats. He's looking. <laughs> I for want chairs. to buy three seats. 
and I'm like, oh, I, I, I like that you want to help me, but I, I, <laughs> have you ever had that thing with a real life person where it's like, I know you're doing your very, very best. It's just that your very, very best is not very good. <laughs> we, we have to check though, Andy. Was it April first? Was the intelligent actually more, the insistent more intelligent than uh, you gave it credit for? Actually, I'd much rather have it be a bug than it be another like corporate. Hey, we thought we'd screw with people who, <laughs> for whom April first has had no special meaning since they were in like ninth grade. <laughs> oh, Andy, I had something interesting happen as well. I don't know if you remember. I think about I'm going to say ten shows back. I'm not very good at the going back in shows. I think it's one show per week. Let's just say ten shows ago. I got the Google Wi-Fi in my home thanks to Andy's recommendation. I really loved it. I only had a few things that I wanted. So it has this feature where you can tag a whole bunch of devices on your network, and you can say all these things have a tag. So they're they're kids or people I hate or devices I really don't want to be on the internet. Whatever you can tag them however you want, and it has the ability to pause the internet for those devices. So you can say people I hate, no internet for you in my house, but. <laughs> The one thing I really wanted is that was a very manual process. You had to go in there, you had to pause it, you had to unpause it. That I suppose is useful in some situations. Not super useful if you want to do what I want to do though. Is I'm a mean dad. I just want to put, turn my kids' devices off. You know, at, at seven thirty or whatever, all the devices just lose internet connection. And these days, that actually means that you can't do anything with the devices. Pretty much nothing left for them to do once the internet's gone. And Google Wi-Fi didn't have that feature. And the one thing I wanted is I'm like, I really want this feature. I hope they add it. And just yesterday, Andy, I got an update to the Google Wi-Fi app, and I assumed the the router updated itself you know by itself as well and now it can do that so you can go in and you can say set whatever schedule you want you can say they turn on off at this time they turn back on at this time um you can make it as many of these schedules as you want you can choose whatever devices you know that are tagged that want that you want to be in there and it's i gotta say i've used it for one day and it is super useful so thanks to whoever added that um, i'd like to think <laughs> they listen to the show and they add it let's just pretend that you know we still have that kind of power on the show that we asked yeah. for it it materialized andy it materialized Unfortunately, I think that our our power to get things done for us through Google left when Yasmin left. She's been posting pictures. She she has her a picture of herself in her Noogler hat. Uh, also, close up shots of various uh, various uh, only uh, Google employees can own this special embroidered thing. Pictures. So, yeah, it looks like, it looks like they're they're treating her as though they don't want her to come back. So, oh well. I mean, she's having a terrible time. Obviously, terrible time getting. Cool. Terrible, terrible, we don't get terrible access to. time. Yeah, yeah. Well, if only she was having as good time as we're having right now without her. <laughs> oh, if she could see us now, she'd be so jealous, <laughs> so jealous. <laughs> Kelly, do, do, do you have a mesh network at your house? Uh, not yet. Um, the way my house is laid out, I don't have a lot of dead spots or anything because uh. I have one of those awesome retro seventies houses where like half of it is two story and then there's sort of the other half that's the the one story in between the other two so it's three levels and there's like this big hollow center almost in the middle where like um closets and things are and it's like this this sort of weird space but um it made it really easy to wire stuff so i was able to put like uh, ethernet in every room really easily yeah. because i could just run cable through the center like before we moved in and everything um so that stuff. If this was a video show, I could I I would be pointing at the closet behind me, uh, where I have a bunch of stuff that lives there because I took all of the AV components for the awesome TV in the basement, which is on the other side of the wall from where I record the show, and all of the AV equipment lives in this closet in the office instead of living out in front where you have to look at all the cables and everything because you can run it all with a Harmony remote. So. 
Uh, I'm able to just run all my stuff and put it all in here. And the only time I ever actually need to have physical access to it, I need to put a DVD in. Like today, when I went and bought Rogue One on disc, because I'm old school like that, and put it in the DVD player. And sorry, that uh, what, same closet uh, is... What, Kelly? A DVD player? What does that do? <laughs> a Blu-ray player? Um <laughs> It's like vinyl records, but for movies. Ah, I get it. I get it. You get that more authentic sound. It's the concept where you, you, give, you, you give them a lot of money and you actually receive a physical object that you can then resell to somebody else when you're done with it. I know Ooh. it's archaic. Are but you allowed to do that? That doesn't sound legal, Andy. You can't, you can't resell things people give you. Well, it's so part of my rage against for? the machine. <laughs> Yeah, we're, ner- nerds are nerds are probably the worst people to like talk about or review mesh networks. Is we're the people who like because <laughs> if we're also particularly for if, if we're lucky enough to be in relationships with other nerds who understand that. Look, if we just run some Cat Six all the way, all the way from the office to every living room to the kitchen to every to so to the music server, we won't ever have to worry about Wi-Fi or anything like that. Of course, that's a good idea. And well, but w- won't people trip over it? Well, not if we nail it to the wall <laughs> with these. <laughs> With these <laughs> some elegant good gaffer idea. tape, and well, no one would even you. see it. It's the same color as yeah. the wall, almost. Almost. Uh, when I got when I got home from New York, though, I got a, a package waiting for me from Eero, the uh, uh, one of the other companies that's doing really good mesh networks. So I'll I'll, I'll set that up to see. I haven't actually reviewed uh, Google Wi-Fi yet, chiefly because I wanted to have another system in place just to compare the two. But it really is if if you're in a if if you're in a house where there's just that one place that will never it's like a black hole it's like being in vermont where no digital wireless signals of any kind can get past the trees you know it's like 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 an escaping prisoner <laughs> like they, they they can't as soon as they get to the tree line no no they're not getting past there uh it's a it's, it's a it's a neat thing to have so we'll figure that out um speaking rather than neat things to have so I, I had the last week um i showed off the google excuse me the uh, the uh, the Samsung Gear 360, the new version of their 360 degree camera, uh, which it was fun to play with there in New York because you know I could I could press the button and it numbers on the little OLED screen would tell me that I was taking pictures and shooting video, but because the the beta software is not yet compatible with iOS and it's not yet compatible with like non Samsung phones, it, it will be once released, but the beta uh, is only for Samsung devices. So. I, but now I had I had to get home to get to one of my like older I have a Galaxy S6 that I got for VR stuff. So it's only then that I was able to actually really play around with it. I actually get get the video off of it and actually get the video um and it it, it my my suspicions were confirmed in that one problem is that there is no way for you not to be in the picture. And even if you're taking really cool video of like I was, I was in Washington Square Park and I took this really cool like five minute video of this band playing. And of course, you can turn around and look at the the arch and look at like if someone's if someone walks past the band and they're walking a cool dog, you can actually turn around and follow not not at least keep pivot around in place and follow where that dog is going and say oh keep looking at that cool dog but there's always like me somewhere in the shot like trying not to look like i'm i that that's something they need to solve they also need to solve the problem of someone walking by and then stopping and then going right into the camera (laughs) because it doesn't look like a regular camera 
And then there's audio of like them like next to me. Is what is that a camera? So oh yeah, it's a 360 degree camera. Oh wow. So yeah. So that, so basically that that five minute video has like at least two samples of me explaining Gear 360 and VR to random strangers in New York. So clearly some stuff to work on. Oh, the, the third thing to work on. <laughs> That I want, that I wanted to, I wanted to point out. So uh, maybe, maybe I was overstressing the app. And this is a Galaxy S6. It's like two, it's like two generations behind the S8, uh, two CPU generations behind. Uh, and also, there were like I had like three or four videos that I wanted to transmogrify, and it just got super, super hot. It took like 15 minutes to convert all the videos, and like five or six minutes into it, it was. Uh, clear it was like almost cartoonishly weaving off like orange waves of radiant heat and at some point it's it did it didn't fry but it said hi uh i'm kind of i'm kind of feeling overheated right now if you don't mind i'm just gonna lie down on this fainting couch this victorian fainting couch that samsung has provided until i feel like i'm capable of of coming back and finishing this conversion uh so hopefully they finished they fixed that they they actually have ended. I had the same problem with the Gear VR when it first came out. It came out for the Galaxy S six, I think, was the first device to support it. And that thing within fifteen minutes was just like there was literally like heat waves coming off the back of it. And on your face appears this message: just like you better take this off because you can't do the VR anymore. <laughs> I'm too hot. The S six was pretty famous for that. Like it had a I don't know if it was a CPU or GPU, but something in there was just crazy, crazy hot. But luckily they fixed that with the S seven. So it, yeah, I've used that for like much much longer sort of period. Did they of time. fix it or? Did it just help the battery get warm? <laughs> oh, too soon. Kelly. I'm not trying to take too a cheap soon. shot. I'm trying to like one, <laughs> one of the things that I actually did want to say, Andy, was I was interested to hear you say that the brand new camera that isn't even officially out yet from Samsung works with an with the the S6 two generations ago. Um, when I have looked at Samsung stuff and Samsung accessories, uh, it seems like there's not a whole lot of backward compatibility. Like um, I think the gear was like the current generation, which at the time was the S six, I think the gear VR and um, the watch, which I'm not going to remember the name of Uh, uh, was the same thing. Like if you didn't get a, yeah, if you didn't get a phone in the last six months, like you were out of luck, you couldn't use this watch or something. Um, So it's nice to hear that they actually, um, that with this camera in particular that they've gone back to to give a lot more people access because a lot of people still have subsidized plans that signed up for a two-year contract and are still on that phone until whenever or are writing it out until the eight becomes more commonly available because they had a six you know, or had to return a seven and are still on a six. And so they're just sort of holding out to kind of make sure that the eight doesn't also end poorly. <laughs> he chose poorly. Yeah, it's it's it. it there's, there's a lot of compatibility with previous uh, Samsungs just in this beta app. I'm really pleased that they've opened it up to iOS and non-specifically Samsung Android uh, devices. I'm also really happy that they've really changed the form factor so that it really is an attractive thing to just stick in your pocket when you're traveling, uh, and it's kind of fun and attractive to use as opposed to the the first version, which really was. It really is a billiard ball, and there's no way to really carry it unless you know you feel like you're you've got apples for somebody, or and then you have to have put it on a tripod or something. This really seems like they have. They, I don't think they. I don't think they've yet to disclose pricing on it. But if it's reasonably priced, it really could be a cool thing just to for people who maybe want to get an action cam, but all they know is they want to get something that's kind of more fun to shoot with. 
Yeah. I so think, sorry, you go. It doesn't look much like a camera, though. Obviously, it it looks it looks like you remember Spirited Away, those little wood uh, wood spirits of the little white ones. Uh, yeah, that that's what they that's what it looks like exactly. Yeah, oh, it, looks like, it looks almost a little bit Eve like, like from Wally. Um, <laughs> the other interesting thing, Andy, for those of us that have followed Samsung, Eve is for, not evil. Evil. No, I didn't say she was. So the other interesting thing, if you followed Samsung for a while, like you know, we on this show have, yes, Andy. Oh no, I said the Eve word. I shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. The the interesting part is no, that- you shouldn't have, because now I have to interrupt you for a minute and ask Andy for the details about Eve because that looks amazing, <laughs> and I can't believe there's not one on my desk. It, it it is amazing this is the eve like lights and sounds like animatronic little thing that came out and if the batteries if the batteries weren't run down because i play with it all the time uh it's in demonstrator mode where if, if one was in the box at toys r us you could press this button and we'd just get wally and with the lights with the eyes would light up and the heads would turn and the arms would flap uh and would also like fire stuff and if, if you got next to like the wally version of this they would have conversations and see each other and i actually have a, a second one in the box so that i can like hack this so that it works with uh uh, uh microcontrollers and so I can control it via uh, via my Mac. So all I'm saying is this is not this is not the face of evil. Wally. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That is so cute. It is pretty Isn't cute. It? I think she's made a few appearances on previous shows as well. We should be able to, to dig those up and maybe put them in the show notes. But <laughs> the the thing I was gonna say about Samsung okay, is Okay, I'm done now, I'll be good. <laughs> Yeah, tell me, no, Russell, fine. what it's you were going to say about Samsung. I'm sorry. See, if, if, you, if Kelly, I, I got to say, this is your first time on the show. If you decide to be good, you are not going to fit in. This is basically us screwing around, interrupting each other, particularly me getting off on tangents saying, oh, you know, uh, speaking, speaking of that guy called Elmer, I, do you know that Elmer's glue is now available in the polyurethane version? Because sometimes it's not just wood to wood you want to bond. Sometimes it's like wood to metal, metal okay, to plastic. Okay, that's totally true. I had to go to the hardware store yesterday and buy some because I'm trying to work around an outlet. In my house, exactly. like I upgraded to a USB outlet and a chunk of plaster came off and I have to go like repair drywall now, <laughs> which is a thing I have to do. Um, yeah. So, Russell, have I, I explained to you Have you accepted wonderful. him or her into let's your house? Let's pretend I didn't say good. Well, let's just say I'll be quiet <laughs> and let Russell tell me about Samsung. Oh, it almost feels like I should make this point now, but I was going to say that the last few years of Samsung has been super interesting because they, I don't know if you remember, they they almost had this sort of arrogant swagger to them. They wanted to be Apple basically and they wanted to be a big, huge company. They wanted to build out their own services. They wanted to be known for their phones. They, they didn't want to be play second fiddle to anyone and I feel like the last year or two there's been a, a different Samsung. They've been scaling back all their crazy UI features that they normally ship. Um, I talked to a reporter here in Australia who met someone from Samsung whose sole job was to pick things in the operating system that they could remove. That that was his role. He was like, I'm the operating wow. system remover thingy. That's an awesome title. I, know. I, I am become I know. death, destroyer of features. And I, I, think, <laughs> I think their operating systems have been getting better for that. And I think they've actually started to acknowledge that that's actually getting them better coverage. And the really interesting thing I wanted to mention is I think this is the first time ever in Samsung's history you've got the S8 runs Android 7, the s Seven runs Android seven. Yes, six runs Android seven. Like I know for iOS people, they're like, whatever. Our phones go back five years. Like it's not a big deal. But in the Android world, that is a big deal. They've gone back. You know, that's a very big deal. Yeah, two generations with the the latest sort of operating system on there. And even on the S five, which normally in the Samsung world by now, it's like it doesn't even exist. It never existed. We we just don't acknowledge that that phone you know was ever around. <laughs> that got an Android <laughs> six update, and I'm like, what? What is this? What is this wow. Samsung thing? What are they doing? Like, it almost seems like they've been a little bit humbled. Maybe you know, maybe by things catching fire, maybe by you know various sort of press and stuff that they've had. But whatever the reason, like, I I kind of like this newer Samsung. I'm all for it. 
Yeah, I've um, I was actually mentioning this recently because I sort of wondered um, with the current state of Samsung after events of the last year, um, the thing that was that that I wanted to know about. And maybe you guys will have an answer for this, so I can ask you. Because the question I was asking basically was, um, Samsung makes all the things. They make TVs and washers and refrigerators and like probably cars somewhere. I don't know. But they make so many other things. Why would they sort of keep beating their heads against mobile phones? Because they're even in mobile phones if they don't make any mobile phones because they make all the innards that everybody else uses. So I was sort of wondering why they didn't just get out of the phone market. Like if it's not doing them any good, if it's not making them any money, um, the the news that we were actually talking about last week on Daily Observations was that um, – a, they were going to refurb S7s and start selling them anew. And B, perhaps, in this is perhaps related news, a Samsung store in Singapore caught fire. <laughs> <laughs> so I sort of wondered like why they didn't just bail entirely considering all the other stuff that they could that they are already doing and being way more successful at, or at least way less attention gettingly bad i mean it's it's, it's well, a good question well because they're they're really on the top of the heap and as far as android goes it's like the difference between the mark difference of market share between uh samsung android phones and everybody else literally is there's samsung and then there's this another very small slice of the pie that is everybody else um as a matter of fact there was remember i think a few years ago we were even talking about how uh if uh if uh, Samsung is developing Tizen, their own like mobile operating system. Maybe it's partially so that they will have an ult- at some point they could uh, take all their brand loyalty and put them take them take everybody away from the from Google, away from the Google Play Store, away from the Google apps, and now into the Samsung stores and the Samsung uh, Maps app and that sort of stuff. It seemed as though. In the, in the darkest days of Samsung phones, when everything was oh, it was so just it was so heavily skinned. Every time that Google had a really great user interface uh, advancement for for Android, it would be there must be a way that we can just pile so much crap on top of this that it will never be seen by any of our users. Uh, and the th- the thinking being maybe they want people to get accustomed to, well, this is technically Android, but people will never know it because they're getting used to this brand new Samsung interface on top of Android. So, I mean, they're, I think that they've realized that there's that creating your own operating system is way more trouble than it's worth, that in the meantime, they've there, there used to be two or three, I think, major players in Android, and now there really is. Uh, there's Google that makes the phones that are really cool and they'll always be kind of like one generation ahead and they'll always get the the most linear updates for operating systems and stuff like that. And But then there's Samsung, the ones that will be the phones that everybody knows, everybody sees on the subway, everybody sees at the Verizon store and the AT&T store. And let's, be, and to my, let's also make the point, the really, really awesome looking phones. And 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 also and also let's say the the ones that are get that gets the immense marketing budget uh, that so people are aware these things exist they they they're just clobbering HTC not necessarily in the quality of their phones but 
and the fact that you get off of your train and you every single uh, backlit poster and the train station is for the new Samsung phone, whereas HTC, you have to sort of know that it exists. Yeah, I think I think Andy's right. And the other thing that I think a lot of people forget is you look at all the tech press and whatever else, and you're like, Samsung phones caught fire. It's crazy. They're not actually losing money. They're, they're still making money, like really good money. The S7 is still selling like hotcakes. I think last figures were like 30 or 40 million of those things like sold. Yeah. It didn't. Like I'm sure it affected them in some sort of material way. I mean, you got to recall three million phones. That's that's not a small operation. And then you got to try and figure out what to do with three million phones. And I think that's why they're trying the right. whole. Maybe we can recycle them, you know, into other markets. I don't know yeah. if that's a good idea, but environmentally, you know, it's probably not a bad idea. I don't know if it's a good idea for their brand. You know, if if one thing goes wrong with a single one of those phones, I mean, phones. If you ignore right. the whole Samsung debacle, like phones do catch fire. You got lithium ion batteries. They'll be you know, mm-hmm. one in maybe like 10 million something will happen to it, it'll get damaged, it'll catch fire. It's, I, I don't know if I'd want to play those odds like if I was Samsung. I get you've got 3 million devices, you don't want to just throw them in the garbage and be like, yeah, let's be done with that. But it's a tricky... But I would dismantle yeah. them into like, I have all these screens now that I can use in another thing and I have all these cameras that I can use in another thing and I have all these, you know, processors and like logic boards and stuff that I could use in another thing and I feel like that would have also been a good way to use those pieces and still be able to be like, you know, like no battery issue. There's no battery issue with any of this. It has no part in any of these things because, you know, we've distributed all of those other parts, you know, in, in some other way. Yeah. It's it's hard to know. They, they could they could have taken it as a dead loss. They could have just written it off as a cost of doing business and cr- and then cr- then crush them all. Uh, it'd be the thing that worries me is and really not uh, just like you just like you guys said. If one of them ignites, it's not the case of the universal problem of somebody bought a cheap Chinese phone charger that's just crap. And the reason why, that's the reason why if you see a video of an iPhone smoking uh, and, and exploding, it's not a defect even in that one battery or that one phone. It's probably because they bought this really cheap Chinese someone charger. Went, what do you no mean protection. $29 to plug it in the wall with a white piece of plastic? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I can get one for nine off. Yep. Yeah. Or four. But I, I, will, I, will, I will say, though, that if they had a – if if they just decided that okay, look, we just we we did some math. We figure that here is the amount of money where if we can make five dollars on each phone and put, help put this behind us, hundred bucks for a Note Seven, uh, Note Seven Plus. We're going to give you a two year warranty. We're also we're also going to make a really big show of the fact that we know that if one of these ignites, basically you can you can ha- you can own our company with a lawsuit. For ninety nine bucks, for the right price, I'd go for it. And, and particularly in an emerging market where a ninety nine dollar, the equivalent of a ninety nine dollar phone is like you're lucky if it will play Snake or, or or Solitaire. But if you say we will give you a phablet phone that is a, a luxury brand and we will give it to you at only fifty percent more than the cost of the basic blister pack phone or the candy bar phone you're used to getting, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised those didn't just become pay as you go phones. Honestly. Um, mm. But my question for for you guys as a person who doesn't spend as much time with Android devices as um, you guys do, obviously, is um, <clears throat> what tablets look like for Android. Because what, I had a tablet. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard that term <laughs> in the Android world for a while now. You know, it an iPad, like iPads. but it runs Android. Uh, I, don't, um, I don't know if those oh, exist and, anymore. An iPad, and, and, like uh, so. You, the the math is Android tablet equals iPad minus the apps. Oh, yeah, iPad, no, no, no. You still iPad get the phone minus apps. iOS. 
Yes, although um, I will say iOS is slowly catching up thanks to Apple making so many split screen configurations and like everything else. Eventually your iPad apps will end up, you know, iPhone apps. So we'll, we'll be exactly where we are with Android already. Like, <laughs> no, I, I get your question though. I think, and I know there are a lot of tablet fans in the audience. I don't want to anger any of them, but I think at the moment Android tablets have kind of stalled. You know, you've got the Chromebook thing happening. You can now run Android apps on your Chromebooks. That's kind of interesting. You know, it's going on in the education space. I don't see yeah. a lot of people getting excited about the latest samsung tablet or the latest lg tablet or even the latest google tablet and i haven't seen one like that's the other thing is i had a nexus 7 that i loved 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 and it was a good way to like spend time with android it's something i enjoyed using i i didn't do anything super hardcore with it like i installed the kindle app and i had some other stuff that i liked and and i didn't spend loads of time or loads of money on it. But I did use it a lot because it was another Kindle device. It was super lightweight. It's smaller than my Air. It was a a more comfortable screen than my phone. So I really liked where it fit in my computing usage. And because it was the Nexus tablet, it came from Google. And so it didn't have all those Samsung shenanigans that we were talking about earlier. And so I have been looking around because the battery went out and when I replaced the battery, it didn't really get any better. And so um, I don't have the tablet anymore. I donated it to my local electronics place. Um, But I want to replace it and I don't know what to replace it with because I did a little bit of research, not very much, like that much. And it, it, I didn't really find anything as a successor. Yeah. There, 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 there kind of isn't the, the, the Samsung has, uh, has made, uh, basically sub, they actually physically subcontract, the the, uh, Barnes and Noble Nook tablet, which is pretty good. It's, it's kind of like the, uh, the Nexus seven, only it is a Samsung device, uh, really nice comes pre-installed with the Nook app. Uh, really, I think I, I should correct myself. The nice, the, they actually make, there's some really, really super nice Android tablets and they're called Amazon Fire tablets. They are, they do, they run a fork version of Android, but you're talking about like a $50 color tablet that is damn nice. If you don't mind it being, oh my God, it's like a centimeter thick. Oh my God, it's a centimeter thick. When, if you turn it on its side, it's still visible. That's disgusting. When, when I was last in <laughs> yeah, America, I, I went to Best Buy. Design horror I could live with. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I kid you not, for the price you could buy like some iPad cases for, there was full on like Amazon Fire tablets in cases. And I'm like, $90 for like this really ruggedized like tablet. And you get the tablet? Like what, what world are we living in? So <laughs> is that what people in the US are buying now? I wouldn't know. They're, I think they're, they're they're doing well for people who don't necessarily want tablets. They just want a color. They they want a color movie reader, and they want a color. They, and they want a book reader that can do more than just be paper white and flip pages. Uh, and for that, they're really good. For people who don't have the need, they don't they they're not going to sit through the hour and a half keynote presentation about how the new the new revolution of multi touch tablet apps is here. No, they they want to they they want to they want to give something to each of their two kids in the back seat so each of them can watch a movie and because they probably already have amazon prime they will have access to a library of video that they don't have to pay for and a library of music that they don't have to pay for and even a library of books that they don't have to pay for uh, and for and they're not only are they rugged enough that you can give them to a kid if the kids if the kid smashes them you probably were able to buy a third and a fourth and keep them in the closet and you're still at least two hundred dollars behind the cost of one ipad Right. I think what it depends on is um, what your primary function is, I guess. Um, If you want a more comfortable reading, if you want a more comfortable screen, 
that is less than a laptop, but more than your phone, even if you have a plus, a, a, an iPhone plus model, um, <clears throat> a Kindle is a really great way to do that because as we've seen, the iPad mini is, is really not where it's at anymore. It hasn't been for some time. Um, so for people who are possibly tablet people, like I would really like to have a Kindle that could read my email. I'd really like to have a Kindle where I can watch a movie. I'd really like to have a Kindle where maybe Netflix is an option or I could play a game of solitaire once in a while, things like that. Uh, that's, I think, where the Kindle's sweet spot is. And the thing about the Kindle that has always fascinated me is how it's not necessarily an iPad competitor. It's just expanding the tablet market and what that means. Because there are a lot of people who have a Kindle who would have no interest in an iPad. And it wasn't a matter of deciding between those two things when they bought the Kindle or when they bought the iPad. So if you need it to do a whole lot of different things that interact with your phone and your computer, if you're a Mac user, then there you go. Otherwise, you end up with a Kindle. And like so many more people are now, air quote, tablet owners as a result of that. I think that um, to me, the Kindle Fire, the the smart you know, that the actual tablet whose centerpiece is being a book reader has always been a fascinating device to me for that reason, because I know a lot of people are trying to position it as some sort of competitor to the iPad, and I don't see it that way at all. Yeah, it's a, I think the deal is that it's it's nice to have different price points. I think technology is useless if it's something that someone can only admire from the other side of a piece of glass. So I'm glad that there are people who are trying to figure out their must. I, I've always I, one of the things I've always admired about Amazon, even beyond the fire, is that uh, to this day their best kindle costs about the same amount as their first kindle does but they have also at the same time taken what is what is in a sense the feature set of the very first kindle and with every iteration saying there must be a way we can knock another 20 30 50 dollars off of this and so if you can you can buy the super deluxe kindle for about 300 bucks but now you can buy like the basic kindle for 50 dollars 60 dollars uh, and that's 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 a that's changing the world by letting people have these things Speaking about changing the world, oh, sorry, uh, we need to go to commercial, but first, Russell. No, I, I was going to do a seamless segue, Andy, that you never oh, would have noticed. I was going to say, how oh, do you, uh, see, how I, do you I was, pay for these Kindles? Gonna... Where do you get the money from? I wonder. I don't know, but we do We do have the first sponsor for this show, uh, Andy, and it is Linode. Linode gives you fast, powerful hosting for your projects that you can set up in just seconds. They have easy-to-understand tools that let you choose your resources and Linux distro, uh, giving you the power and flexibility you need. Linode's plans start at just $5 a month, so you can get a Linux server with one gigabyte RAM um, in one of their data centers for just $5 a month. And you might be thinking, ah, oh, what, what, what kind of stuff do I get with this? So you get industry-leading performance with native SSD storage, you get Intel E5 processors, you get a 40-gigabit network that you get access to. Um, you get to choose from one of nine data centers, and they're spread around you know, various parts of the US and other parts of the world. Um, you, if you're a developer, you get an API that you can talk to, so you can, you can program it. Super simple scaling, so you just go into their admin area and you're like, click, click, click. All right, now I have three servers. I want to make one server bigger. I want to make one server smaller. You can do all that in there. Um, it's also manageable via command line, which is you know, super good if that's what you're into. And all of their pricing tiers feature hourly billing. So it's not like an Amazon sort of E3 situation. It's like you get a fixed amount per month, but if you want to shut down your machine halfway through that month and you know turn it off and, and delete it or whatever, you're like, oh, I didn't actually need that you know extra machine. You'll get that money back. You don't, you don't actually get charged for that, which is, you know, that's pretty cool. So as a listener of the show, 
um, you're like, oh, where do I go? You want to go to lino.com slash material and you'll not only be supporting us but you get $20 towards your first Lino plan. So if you can get a server with one gigabyte of RAM for $5 a month, $20, that'll get you four months of service. Um, if you really want to, you can go all the way up to, you know, things like 16 gig of RAM for, for $60 a month. You can whatever sort of, you know, power thing you want to run in the cloud, you know, Lino's there for you. Seven-day money-back guarantee, absolutely nothing to lose. So linode.com, L-I-N-O-D-E.com slash material to learn more. Uh, and sign up and take advantage of that $20 credit. You want to use the promo code material2017 at checkout. Who can believe it's 2017? Crazy. So we want to thank Linode so much for supporting this show, all of Relay FM, and also for paying for uh, Andy's new Kindle. Exactly. Smooth, Andy. Seamless. No one noticed. Uh, you actually inter- you're, you interrupted my incredibly smooth smooth uh, segue, but yours is we're at as smooth as possible. Well, how's how's this for so how, here? How's this for segue to our next thing we want to talk about? Uh, this is this is actually actual late breaking information. I just did another check of my phone, and I have a system update available. You also have a lot of things uh, in your so, status bar, Andy. There's like 20 icons up there. You clean that up. Hey man, I'm I'm a, I'm a man about town on the go, <laughs> uh, but seven that Android oh seven point one two is out today, so yeah. We're gonna do the usual material check. Is it actually available for me as well? Mm. My system is <laughs> up gonna, to date. I'm gonna Andy. I'm gonna press the download bu- download button. We'll see if I can actually start <gasps> using it. By I haven't the seen time. that before. I'm, I've we, got I've got like nine hundred. We got an update Yay! on the same day. The whole stage rollout thing, Whoa. whatever else. I think someone's figured it out, Andy. Okay. Yes, yes, means at Google. No, no, no. We, we, again, we, we got, we've got someone to the on the inside list. now. Yeah. No, you got it at the same time. I'm pretty sure it's not the same day. Oh, oh, that's a good point. It's actually Wednesday here, Tuesday there. So I got it a day earlier than no, a day later. <gasps> you got it a day earlier than me, Andy. Preposterous. I want that fixed as well. You had to get up earlier in the morning to get yours. <laughs> whereas. My mine was not available <laughs> available to me as of two or three hours ago, so I could have slept until about six p.m. and still woken up and and gotten it. So so let, let, let's let's say let's say we're all winners. You got it earlier, and I got it better rested. So what's uh, in there? Andy? Is, Show me some good stuff. So according to Google, this is uh, the the update uh, list. Uh, mostly these are bug fixes for Pixel phone issues. Uh, it says here improved fingerprint swipe performance. Uh, Bluetooth connectivity improvements. This addresses uh, a, a bunch of problems people were having with losing connection to Bluetooth devices. I had that problem. It would just cut out every now and again. So you'd be like, "Why is my watch not working?" You're like, "Oh, my Bluetooth turned off. Why did it turn off? No idea." See, and that's <laughs> see, that's that's that gets back to like why I like Ethernet over Wi-Fi. If I can get a, an Ethernet run, it's like every time there's something wireless. The number of times I've stood like at my front door, my front door is open. I'm ready to like go out for a bike ride or go for a walk, but my my headphones will not connect. And I'm standing there for like no 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 joke, like six minutes straight, trying to debug an issue. Okay, is it the is it the phone? Is it the headphones? Is it the connectivity? Do I need to reset something? Do I need to repair something? And that's when I say, oh, I'm I'm an old man. I don't have many years left in my life to debug wireless issues. And that's when I reach into like a drawer every time I clean up when I when I find like another pair of like uh, wired headphones that came with some sort of uh, free phone or something. It's like they, they go, they go into this one box. They got like three dozen pair in there. I'll just like grab another pair from there, plug them in. And well, what do you know? Electrons walking through <laughs> copper. It always works. I don't care what's, I don't care what Apple says. This is exactly how I would like. Hashtag to work you headphone jack for life. I'm with you, Andy. Yes. Uh, so uh, battery Team usage alerts. Jack right here. Woohoo. <laughs> exactly. 
Here's here's the copper plus electrons equals <laughs> smile emoji. That's, well, remember, that's, that's I a- openly admitted earlier on the show that I went and bought a Blu-ray disc today. So there is that. No, see, you're, you're sticking it to the man. Again, you're buying something that you can then either resell or lend to somebody or donate yes. to your public library. I'm buying see? something I can hand over to someone else and go, this was good. You should watch it. Yeah. In in my case, I'm buying something that I can then rip and turn into a media file that I can then put on my server that has no copy protection on it. But that's paralegal, so we shouldn't talk about that. Um, but let's see. There are other other fixes are with uh, an early shutdown issue. The there are people who are seeing pink it says here pink banding on the camera. I've read about that. Haven't experienced it. Uh, and a fix to the audio popping issue some users were experiencing at high volumes. Was that in the phone or was that just in their ears if they were listening to high high volume music? <laughs> this Popping is what this issue. That pop filter is for right here. Yeah. Pop, pop, pop. Okay. Make sure that it will intercept any George Michael, any like 90s top 100 <laughs> hit. Make sure it'll, it'll, it'll give you just something that's modern or something that's classic. It just won't give you the <laughs> wake me up before you go. Hey. Oh, this has been intercepted by. That's right. I'm sorry. George Michael fan or too soon? George Michael. Okay. Don't talk smack about George Michael. No, no. I'm I'm not talking smack. We're all together on team team headphone jack. I don't I don't think we need to get into a George Michael for on I'm on the side of George Michael, by the way, so sorry, Andy. But the I am pro George Michael to the bitter end. I got on a plane and went to the forum in Los Angeles to see (laughs) a concert. Like twice in my life I got on a plane to go to a concert and that was one. So death. Okay, that, that, that's, that's a strong statement. So the, the, the popping thing, Andy, I think I've had this on the Nexus 7. I th- believe it's when it, it wakes up the speaker too fast and you get this weird sort of pop clicky type thing just before the speaker engages and, you know, sound waves start coming out. I don't know how you fix that in software. I guess you fade it in or something. I don't know. They, these people are smarter than I am. The one I'm really excited about is I've also heard um, on the download that there's some low-level firmware improvements to the uh, the processes that actually run things like the sensors and the Wi-Fi on your phone. And... I think it's it's cool that Google's you know working hard on that as well. Like the battery life is already pretty good, and if they can make it even better, like I've never heard anyone say like, "Oh, I wish I had less battery life on my phone." It's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also interesting we're... how far they can go with stuff like that. Like when they, you know, via software, even if it's you know firmware is still not like we shipped you a new chip. Drop this in the side of your. Like they're yeah. you know you, yet we're not doing that yet, but. In the meantime, to be able to do that stuff, even in firmware, like I'm always impressed with stuff like that and, and finding the capability in order to, to get the most out of your hardware that you can. Like I always like when people solve problems like that or even don't solve them, but just make them suck less. Yeah. And I've heard some interesting rumblings about this as well, that this is the, the first time that I don't know if you recall with previous Nexus devices, Google would team up with a manufacturer and they'd make, you know, a version of the operating system for that. They'd ship it. And that tend to get sort of abandoned really quick. And you started to go only get sort of security updates and things like that. I'm hearing a lot more now that, you know, Google is still working on the Nexus, like the current Nexus to this day. Like they're updating firmware, they're fixing kernel stuff, they're really low-level things that traditionally you'd move on to the next phone and you forget about because that has a slightly different chipset and it has something else and, you know, who cares, the next phone's coming. I think it's it's cool that they're still working on it. Like that kind of commitment is is what we've always wanted to see from, you know, various sort of Android manufacturers. And it's cool that Google's, you know, doing it. Yeah, 
uh, particularly uh, if you're if you have not bought a plague filled apparently <laughs> pixel phone uh it, the, the uh, really cool like swipe the fingerprint reader to pull down notifications feature is now arriving on the uh, nexus 5x and the 6p so uh, maybe we'll get uh, as soon as we optimize like another 300 apps maybe we can see if that works on on my phone doesn't do uh, that yeah, anymore, I yeah, <laughs> welcome to android I try 7 to figure- there you go. <laughs> I like I like the but it's still it's still taking that damn long time for to for the thing to load. Let's just let's be honest about that. Are you getting but, a new file system too? Uh we already we didn't need a new file we didn't system. Didn't have this we HFS that was, that plus lossy business <laughs> yeah. place. We're already on some more modern Linux thing, which I don't even know what we file have, system Android runs. I'm guessing X three maybe. We have we have well well we have a file system meaning that we can actually like navigate through the folders on the device. <laughs> so if we want to like get pictures off of it or put music into it, we don't have to real we don't have to rely on some farcical iTunes app. Uh, here we go, Andy. I've just looked this up. According to Ask Technica, which I trust Ask Technica, so Android runs the X4 file system, which is already more modern than HFS Plus. Sorry, iPhone people, we already kicks the of butt you. of the X3. Am I right? <laughs> Hey, iPhones aren't HFS Plus anymore. I know. Uh-huh. I know. Took you a while. Well, welcome, Android people. I mean, iOS people. Congratulations. You're no longer running a file system that was created in 1988. <laughs> I think it Good goes for you. earlier than that. Yeah. Uh, yeah HF, HFS Plus. HFS Plus. Oh, true. The was, plus. plus. Yep. yep. Plus well, you can have up, yeah. upper and lowercase letters in the file name. That was pretty. <laughs> no, no longer limited to 400K file systems. No, I, don't, I don't know what the limitations were because that was a long, long time ago. And I was. I was listening to music back then um speaking of like bug fixes and hopefully things that make things that were broken actually work um have you had experience have you experienced boot loop issues with your 5x this is apparently an issue where uh it this was an so issue lg so is famous to... for by the way this is the the signature if samsung phones catch fire lg phones boot loop <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where you, you just at some wow. point at some point you restart you restart the the your phone because of an update or you shut down and power power back up again, and you just get locked into this boot loop where we'll just cannot get out of the uh, out of boot mode and nothing can break it out of that cycle. Even if you dock mm-hmm. it, even if you use all the uh, all the magic mojo that gives you the mechanical Android uh, and Android fixing things uh, special up down left right cheat code to get into uh, internal diagnostics. It's just damn dead. Uh, and some people were thinking that it has something to do with updates. And, so, oh, I just let, I downloaded this update, and that's what that's what bricked it. Uh, but the problem is that, uh, it, again, the problem is that it's unrecoverable at that point. And so um, there's been a – Google has been semi-acknowledging that this exists. I think that they're not they're, – they're, they're – there are active message uh, conversations on Google support forums, but they've gone short, stopped short of saying there is a problem with the 5X. They're doing warranty support. They're swapping things out uh, in some cases as necessary, but nothing that says that, hey, there's this is a problem that a lot of people are experiencing. Uh, apparently, the, the best thinking right now is that there is an actual lamination problem on, I think, the actual CPU. I'm talking about the, the layers of the CPU themselves where they're good, but... Uh, over time, if you give it, if you experience, uh, if it experiences enough thermal abuse, a little, it, it'll just become delaminated just enough to become intermittently faultful, and that's one of the reasons why uh, people have been ex- having these problems, like after a system update, where the CPU is being hammered with installing this it update. Pegs it gets it warmer, for a long and then time it gets warm. 
exactly. Uh, it's also why a lot of people are saying that if you, I need, to, I would need to find the the message thread. But if you do some funny, some really amusing sort of uh, Rube Goldberg sort of stuff, where I'm going to keep this thing iced down while I try to restart, it might actually work long enough for you to, if there, if there are still a few photos that have not been backed up automatically since the last time, it might live long enough for you to pull them off, but it will still be a defective phone. Uh, and so it looks like it looks like it's a, it's an actual hardware problem or manufacturing problem with the CPU itself, as opposed to people hoping that oh I bet that it's just a it's a new phone maybe when they'll update the form for the firmware they'll figure out a way to fix this but seems to be an actual real problem if you if you do a web search for uh, a Nexus 5X boot loop particularly if you go to uh, YouTube you look for videos you will find lots and lots of different videos of people. Uh, a lot of conversations say, hey, I fixed my boot loop problem. And then eight, 18 minutes later, no, it's not working again. Oh. So it's I wish I wish that this were more this were better publicized. Uh, I wish that uh, Google were taking a little bit more proactive action against it. It doesn't seem to be affecting a lot of people, but it is a recurring problem. That is once once you're having this problem, if you look for the problem of, hey, I, I don't know why, but suddenly I tried to restart my phone and now it's not responding to anything, you will mm-hmm. now be introduced to a community of people that are having the exact same problem as you. Which is good news and bad news in this case. Like I know I don't have like some weird mutation of phone, but additionally, like there are loads of people having this problem, and so far there's no clear-cut fix for it. That's kind of disappointing. I would be super frustrated if I had a phone that was doing that. And I would be one of those people that would be like, I put it in the freezer, and now <laughs> like, maybe I can get those last couple of photos off before anything else happens. You see, so. Kelly, God, God doesn't hate you. God hates all Nexus 5X owners. <laughs> yeah see and that that only that i think that falls pretty firmly in the realm of cold comfort <laughs> no pun intended just in that like those are the kind of things that that whenever i've had technical issues with with and there's so there's a terrifying amount of technology at my house um whenever i've had this kind of issue like an issue like this it always sort of makes me feel better to not be the only one to have it but particularly when it's in this weird gray area where a lot of Apple issues languish for a long time, which is what I have the most experience with trying to troubleshoot, um, you end up in this place where you're like, yay, I'm not the only person who's seeing this problem. But then you find out that like it doesn't really matter how many people are seeing it because Apple is still going to – like Apple's official response at that point is still to put their hands over their ears and go la, 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 la. That's the technical term. And I don't and and that's like a really frustrating place to be to know that you're not the only person having this problem. You've got some sort of endemic issue and that still like nobody's coming out and going, yeah, we know. Here's how to fix it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Although I have heard inside uh, from, from various Google people that the 5X was a very challenging phone to work on. Like just the internals of that phone were, let's just say they weren't built the best. And I think they're trying to move on as fast as they can. And speaking of moving on, I have some cool news about Android. Ooh. Just are you ready? Brace yourselves. It's now the number one OS in overall internet usage worldwide. So it literally just surpassed Windows. Are we happy? We've beaten Windows, guys. It's yeah. It's it's kind of although it is a little bit like well, we, when you count the number of forfeits, <laughs> you counted the fact that 
that Willie Mays uh, actually retired early. You eliminate the you don't count the fact that we play more games this year. Yes, it turns out that you are a better fielder than Willie Mays. Uh, it's okay. It's technically true. Uh, we're talking about overall internet usage uh, by, via a uh, an analysis by a stat counter. They issued a press release with their uh, their uh, their research and that they're a web analytics company. So this is the sort of thing to keep an eye on: what devices are driving internet traffic. Mm -hmm. So if you t if you talk about usage across all devices, like all, not uh, phones, tablets, everything, you aggregate them all together. Uh, you're mm -hmm. not talking about number of users. You're not talking about the number of devices. You're not talking about revenue. It turns out that worldwide, 37.93% of internet usage is done on a variety of Android-based devices compared to a humiliating 37.91% on Windows. Uh, <laughs> it's, wow. It's actually, I know, I know. It's, it's quite quite humiliating. I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm burning my Microsoft Windows hoodie right now. Uh, this is... this. <laughs> This this no. No, I just I was surprised that it was still that high for for Windows. It must just be all those government websites that require IE six. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a, we are talking about like the platform that runs like eighty six percent of all computers in the entire world. So that's kind of that's kind of an advantage. Uh, I, I was yeah. also, but I, I was I guess uh, to your point though, I was wondering now does that include like all like the crap ads that get that get pushed through like a uh, Android <laughs> software, or are they just talking about the number? hits the new york times and, and that sort of stuff um yeah but it, it there, there are there are some interesting points in the report uh it really does point to the fact that android really versus ios particularly android is a world phone uh mm -hmm. when you uh, if you just limit it to north america uh, then Windows is number one with 39.5% share. iOS is number two at 25.7%. And then Android is third at 212 uh, In Europe, Windows is 51.7%. Uh, and that's twice of what Android is, 23.6%. But then if you move on to Asia, Android is more than half, 52.2 compared to 29.2 mm -hmm. for Windows. And then iOS is trailing somewhere behind. So it does it does point out that it really it's so easy for us to forget that the you know, the the English speaking world is not necessarily the entire world, uh, and and North what? America is even less the entire world. So when the <laughs> if, when people when people say when people say, oh come on, Andrew, I, everyone, everyone I see uses an iPhone. Yes, that's because like you all you do is you ride Ubers in like the San Francisco Bay area. Maybe this is not a representative <laughs> sample of like a world yes. uh, world usership. But I still think that that's really interesting because overall worldwide, what that tells me is that if you were to take Android and iOS together, just those two, like whatever Android flavor, because they're all flavors. So whatever Android flavor and then iOS and you put those together, you're probably going to get more than you get desktop browsing. And We've said, like, I've said that forever, that that's where we're going to end up. And, like, I've gotten to the point where I'm almost sort of snobby about it. Like, if I go to your website and it's not optimized for mobile, not iOS even, but just mobile, like, I will give you the deep sigh and roll my eyes and, like, debate how deeply I need to be there. And if I do need to be on that website, then I'm probably going to evaluate my choices as an adult that led me to this place. Because you're... Your site doesn't work on my phone, and that's dumb. <laughs> and like in, tw and I feel like you know, in 2017, to borrow a phrase from my dad, like we can put a man on the moon, and you can't put a a, a mobile optimized site out into the world. Come on. And so it's it's funny to me 
how fast that really changed because this year is the 10th anniversary of the iPhone, which is sort of the modern era of smartphones. Like, I don't care if you have one or not, like that's still pretty much where the line can be drawn is before 2007 and after 2007. So in 10 years for Android and iOS to be like wiping the floor with desktop, which everybody, which many people said for years was never going away, was never going to change. It was always going to be desktop first. And then whatever weird thing nerds carry around with them and make phone calls on was always going to be second. And that really doesn't seem to be the case anymore. And I am fascinated that it only really took 10 years for that to happen. Yeah. I mean, that that is a relatively short amount of time. Like I know 10 years is a long time in, in someone's lifetime, but for if you look at the space of, you know, all the other things that came before it, for the mobile phone to go from like, yeah, everybody has one to to make phone calls and we can send these two line like text messages, but they're very expensive, you know, to send them only like SMS. when it's SMS. It wasn't even yeah, a text re- message. And now SMS. you walk around the world and you'd be, I don't care what country you're in. I've been to a lot of different countries. Like, you know, Android is, is better in some of the, some markets and iOS is better in others. But the one thing you see is smartphones everywhere. Like it doesn't matter how rich the nation is, how poor the nation is, pretty much everyone has a phone and they're carrying them with them and that's how they're doing their computing, which I think, yeah, that, that is a huge change. And because I have to, sorry, in 10 years, that's, well, in 10 years, that's all the way down to regular people. Like, yeah. as I always say, capital P, capital P people, like not people like us who record podcasts, not techni- technically inclined people who listen to podcasts, but regular people. My mom, my my aunts, um, you know, my grandparents, like they are smartphone. They're people with smartphones. And, you know, now are they doing everything with them that I do with mine? No, but they have one and they use it regularly. And like uh, my dad and his wife, that's their only phone number. And, you know, and like even... You know, and, and they're in their 70s. So yeah, exactly. for them to be for them to have already like forsaken the landline and become, you know, which imagine my surprise the day I literally called my dad's house and it just rang. And I'm like, where are you? And I called his cell phone and I'm like, are you home? And he said, yeah. And I'm like, I called the house and like nothing happened. And he go, oh, yeah, we disconnected it <laughs> a week ago. Probably should have told you. Thanks, Pa. So like the the that the world at large that like just general like people who are not people who spend a ton of time on their phones who who don't compute with them all day long for though for that like that adoption rate to me is the thing that's really staggering because that's the only way that you can drive a number like that on a worldwide scale i have a question for you kelly you're a small business owner and you're like oh my website's not mobile optimized how on earth do i get there well, do we have a deal for you? Our next sponsor is actually Squarespace. Coincidence. What a pro. Oh, what a pro. Yeah. This episode oh. of Material is brought to you by Squarespace. You can enter the offer code Material at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. So make your next move with Squarespace. They let you easily build a website, you know, for your next idea. The website is, you know, responsive, meaning it'll work on mobile phones and things like that. And you don't have to think too hard about it. They've got built-in templates. You can create an online store. You can create a portfolio. You can create a blog. It's your all-in-one platform that, you know, if you don't know much about web development, this is the place you want to be. You don't have to worry about patches, upgrades, you know, is my service secure, all that sort of stuff. 24-7 customer support if you need that. Um, you can grab your own domain name straight from there. So if you want to be called... 
I don't know, Kelly's awesome website for people on the go on their mobile phones.com. You can grab that. Uh, they let you quickly do that. Award-winning templates, like I said, beautiful designs, you know, all ready to go. So Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month, but you can start your trial today with no credit card required. Squarespace.com. When you're in the checkout process, use the offer code material. Uh, you'll get 10% off your first purchase. And you also su- show your support for the show. People will be like, oh, they listen to this show. Cool, we'll keep sponsoring them. Uh, we want to thank Squarespace so much for that sponsorship. And Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. Now, uh, I'm sort of, I can't speak for you guys. I'm definitely a mean-spirited individual that likes, uh, I live, 20% of my caloric intake is through schadenfreude. So I can't <laughs> let I can't let this this week's episode end before without just let's just round table a docu a, a a research document called it's lit a guide to what teens think is cool uh oh, which God. is a study a study of gen generation z uh that was uh, that was funded by google about hey what do those teens what do those youngs think is cool uh oh, so this, I can't, was, this was led by a guy in a backwards baseball cap right and he wears his sunglasses around the back of his neck and sits backward in a chair and goes hey kids Let's rap. <laughs> yeah. But all, and, it was that and, guy, wasn't it? Tell me yeah, what's lit, and, fam. I'm woke. A, a, hood, a hoodie that's like brand new and out of the package. And he's carrying Coats. a skateboard. And <laughs> some of the press conference said, I will give you $10,000 right now if you can ride that skateboard more than eight feet. And then the guy <laughs> said, I'm, is this a skateboard? I'm sorry. I thought it was an equipment dolly for my luggage. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. And no, it wasn't. They, they weren't foolish enough to do this as a presentation. But yeah, this is definitely, it puts you in mind of someone 49 to 53 years old who is just told their personal assistant, yes, uh, make sure that I'm properly attired for the I want to convince people that I understand what the young people are doing these days. I understand that I should have to wear my baseball cap thusly turned a jaunty 25 to 35 degrees off of its direct axis. No, so, yeah, so I, I'm not saying so technically speaking, the, the report, according to the document, the, the PDF is, is a link to the PDF is going to be in the show notes so you can read it for yourself. It's based on the results of, according to the doc, three surveys conducted in 2016 market research firm YouGov, YouGov, YouGoGov. Uh, administered two surveys to a total of around 1,500 teens and 800 people aged 18 to 25. Another market research firm, Gut Check, administered a survey to around 67. You don't you don't get to say around 67. <laughs> if it's 60, you can say around 65, around 70. If around it's 67, 70. you must you must think that you've got some good intelligence that this was 67. These are Gen Zs, Andy. They, you know, one might have wandered out. You know, they get lost easily. Oh, I'm sorry, old people ranting. I guess I just don't understand them. And thank goodness I have this PDF. Uh, so I'm, so I'm not so. It was all the research was funded by Google. Let's let's not pre prejudge that it was a little bit biased. Uh, warning number one <laughs> is that hey, what's Generation Z's ten coolest ba- brands? And so they list the ten, and three of them are Google brands. Uh, YouTube at number one, the most cool, just ahead of Netflix. Google, the third coolest, right, just ahead of Xbox. So hot right uh, now. And Chrome, Chrome performing very, very poorly. Uh, be beyond uh, behind Xbox, Oreos, GoPros, Playstations, Doritos, and Nike. But oh my goodness, what what an humiliation for Apple that no, the iPhones are not cool, Apple is not cool. But again, what a what a feather in their in Google's cap that they scored three three buttons on the on the hot ten of the of what Generation Z is 
to, thinks is the bee's knees and the cat's meow. Uh, and so, and if you have even the slightest amount of thinking that, well, they must, there must be some credibility to this. They also have a table saying, well, what, what social media net, what social networks are, are these teens on? And, and it they, was all Google plus, wasn't it? No, no. <laughs> uh, again, uh, you know, see, that's why you're, you're younger than both. You're younger than me. So clearly you, that's that, that generation Y cynicism. See, it's the generation Xers, us who have been around. We've, 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 we've learned to think more of people. It's not a hundred percent of generation Z that's on Google plus it's only 42.2% of, of these teens that are on Google plus. So there, don't you feel embarrassed right now? I, I would think you'd yeah. get a percentage like that. No, but like you that. should, because I'm a Gen Xer, Andy. I don't know how old you think I am, but yeah, I'm a Gen Xer. <laughs> I, see, that's that's not the that's not the first time I've made this mistake. Uh, At least you heard on the th- right side. God, thank, you could have gone God, much worse. I, I'm telling you, God bless those of us in industries that involve us being inside and out out of the sun for days at a time, because <laughs> you will never guess our true ages. Well, it's curly <laughs> but, hair and freckles that that do it for me, and the fact that I tend to wear uh, comic book t-shirts that helps a lot too now that, also you are wearing a baseball cap canted 30 degree it god damn it it works it works it do you use google it, plus yeah. i just have to know were you part of this survey i'm also <laughs> looking for kelly's name I, somewhere in here <laughs> i have to say 40 percent. that's almost like you could go to the google campus and only 40 percent of the people there would be using google plus like i wonder if this was actually conducted on campus i'm just saying was Yasmin in the survey? Take for the example. survey home to your kids and get them to fill it out, and we'll give them an Oreo. And that explains I, why Oreo is number five. I, I believe that 42.2% of, say, 11 people could be on Google. Oh, no, <laughs> I a, totally believe it's 42%. That... And I'll tell you why. Because when you set up your Google account or you get an Android phone because you want to be one of the most popular OS users and mobile traffic in the world, then you probably ended up on Google Plus accidentally and went, what am I doing? And then left. Something. <laughs> yeah, like, Which what is-, is this? This isn't my mail and it isn't my calendar. I don't know what's happening here. I'll leave. And so then, like, if they ask people, oh, is that what that is? Yeah, that's Google Plus. Okay, I, I guess I have a Google Plus account. Yeah. Like, we don't know anything about how excitedly they said Google Plus, And it may have just been by mistake. There is a correlation there, actually, Kelly, because up until recently, you were required to have a Google Plus account to comment on YouTube. They've reversed that decision now. But I wonder if you're super keen to leave, you know, super nasty comments on YouTube. You know, this video is the worst, you know, in worse language than that most of the time. Yes. Maybe you created a Google Plus account because you were so angry at that one YouTuber. You're like, I don't care. I'm going to create whatever account is necessary just to post this comment. I I could see 41% of people doing that. Sorry, young people. We're being a bit harsh on you, aren't we? I'm still young at I think they were doing it just to piss off their parents. It was either a tattoo or we're going to sign up for Google+. Plus. I'll do it, Mom. I'll do it. I'm going to sign up for Google+. Plus. Yeah. You just watch I mean, it's, me. It's, I, I, I really, I really... watching you. Yeah. He, just, he just, never had, just never had the talk with these kids saying that, you know, if someone asks you to join Google+, Plus as a social network, if someone said that I want you to use Allo as a messaging app, realize that you can... Give us a call any hour of the day. We will come pick you up wherever you are. We will just not no. judge you. We will not punish you. We'll just be glad you made the right decision and help help had us help you get you out of there of that bad and bad bad environment. But yeah, just it's say like no. a reference that's older than every single person who took that survey. <laughs> this is your brain. This is your brain on a very very poorly defined and inadequately deployed social network. 
But yeah, you, you can imagine them saying, "Okay, now we're gonna give you we're gonna give you a list of five different video streaming services." Right. YouTube. Uh, it's coming to me. Uh, that one that Crunchy was Crunchyroll. Uh, I think there was one that you you had to install apps for. But <laughs> and what what are your favorite search engine? Is it Google? Is it Alta Vista? <laughs> Is it Yahoo? Ask Not Jeeves. the current one. Ask Jeeves all yeah, the way. Exactly. It's like you really, it really Meta begs you to say. or GTFO. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, uh, I mean, there, there were, there's some, there, it's too bad because there are some numbers that are kind of interesting because they, they break it down by uh, declared gender. So, what's, uh, what's the difference? How many are iOS owner, uh, users? How many are Android users? Uh, mm-hmm. And they basically, their, their numbers say that they're more girls. And I use girls because these are uh, women under the age of 18. So, it's appropriate for me to say girls. Uh, 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 more girls are using iOS than Android. Uh, they're also indicating that 9.6 don't have a smartphone, which when I saw that before I started seeing the more less credible stuff in the in the survey, like that's <laughs> that I'm glad to see that tracks with the idea that not every kid that they would be surveying can have like a $600 or even a $400 smartphone. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that 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 tracks with at least something that I was expecting to see. But it means that you really now have to say, I I want to see every piece of data you collected. I want to see how you collected all of this. Because, again, when you say that nobody thought the iPhone was really, really cool, nobody named, like, uh, there, there are two game platforms that were named as cool brands, but you would think that specific game things would yeah specific the, game franchises would be named. mass effect or somebody's gonna say right. super mario something or you know yeah like On, only I, one sneaker brand okay <clears throat> yeah I'm not, yeah and nike isn't even who that it's not even cool should yeah. be but you know and i and i say that i love how we're Nike's sitting right over there discussing yet, what's you know, cool with kids what, what this is actually what's cool with kids let, let material podcast tell you do you remember andy we used to have a segment andy's <laughs> advice to the youngs this was exactly. an actual segment kelly we ran it for a few episodes where andy would give advice to the youngs you know about you know andy's life experience these <laughs> the things that he's and that's away. and that's why close-up magic is just taking off like a rocket amongst the eight <laughs> eight to 14 year olds it's like all they can do. It's like you can't keep them off the street corner with the three rings with the cups and balls. It's like and the next thing is pogo sticks. They're all going to be mad about pogo sticks. Yo-yos, yo-yos are coming back. Well, because you know they're, they're not getting they're not getting driver's license, but they still want the independence of owning their own transportation. Uh, so it's really going to be all about pogo sticks and electric pogo stick. Imagine the kind of hearts you get with that thing. Oh well, the, oh, the wow. non-electric ones are greener. Yeah, exactly. Well, now that we've basically demonstrated that we 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 is olds, <laughs> before we are digging around, ourselves kid. into a deep deep pit, before we get so deep into this pit that we cannot climb out again, we <laughs> probably end that here. Because uh, so, <laughs> uh, so, I'm Kelly, short, it won't take much before I'm stuck in the pit forever. Oh goodness gracious! Yeah, well, I, I whereas my 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 predilection is saying I bet I can get myself in deeper. I bet we can just keep. <laughs> 
I have a shovel. Oh, I totally I can keep could. Digging. I just don't. I doubt my ability to get out again. That's all. It's not like I couldn't keep going. <laughs> well, that again, that's why you keep digging yourself in deeper and deeper and deeper, saying perhaps I can be the king of whatever kingdom, I, whatever peoples that I find once I break through the, the, sea of, the some, through. some sort of cave. <laughs> Kelly, where can, pe- where can people see, hear, read, and and uh, and enjoy you? <laughs> um, you can plug find away. me. Just give give <laughs> everybody a plug. You can find me on Twitter as Verso. You can find me helping at App Camp for Girls. You can find yeah. out more about App Camp at appcampnumber4girls.org. Um, registrations are open this uh, for this year. We are in Portland, Seattle, Phoenix, and Chicago. We're in Chicago for the first time this year. I'm really excited about that. And uh, we have more more coming on the news front for App Camp. So awesome. Keep an eye on the website for that. Uh, like I said, you can find me on Twitter as Verso. You can, uh, where I'm more than happy to tell you about things like hypercard stacks and 300 baud modems. Um, <laughs> you can also find as me. To, to, to reiterate an earlier point, we, we're the olds. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I think I was on Mac Voices with Chuck Joyner not too long ago and said something along the lines of, Gather round, kids. Grandma's telling a story. I just, I um, just realized that not only do we would we have to explain to Generation Z what a modem is, we would then have to say, oh, oh, telephone line. Okay, there used to be a system where there would be wires for the telephone that you would plug in something. Okay, we're old. Please. And it just nice hung on the wall. You couldn't go anywhere. It was stuck there with a cord. Yeah. Anyway, um, so first step, you, there's, no, there's no way for your mom and dad not to know you're online because not before you check internet, you say, "Okay, nobody pick up the phone until I say, <laughs> like, certainly not until nine o'clock." Okay, <laughs> Justin, I'm talking to you. Don't pick up the phone. <laughs> You can also find me uh, when I have Mac stuff to rant about. You can find me writing that down over at MacObserver.com. And I also appear on Wednesdays mostly, but occasionally I will make bonus appearances on the um, Daily Observations podcast again over at MacObserver. And Don Melton and I are getting ready to gear up for our Westworld rewatch show we did a westworld we did them live during the season and now we're getting ready to do the rewatch as we kill time waiting for game of thrones and waiting for season two of westworld to come back so uh you can find that over on the incomparable network and uh when that gets ready to go i will tell everybody so if you follow me on twitter you can find out all about it there hooray 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 russell where can we find you uh you can find me at rusty shelf on twitter where you'll find amazing witty uh, I, I promise remarks about you know the new Mac Pro and stuff like that, which you just won't hear on this show. I mean, you're you're missing out, people. It's just okay. It's not that great, but if you want to follow me at Rusty Shelf on Twitter. <laughs> and as usual, the price of a ticket on the Andy and Go Thrill Ride is to spell my last name. I'm Anatko on Twitter, Anatko on Instagram, and my blog is on Anatko.com. And you can stuff see, read the stuff that I that I write for pay at SunTimes.com. Come with low expectations, and I guarantee you will not be disappointed. That's (laughs) it for this week. Thank you for listening. Until next time, all else is immaterial. Also, Google Plus, not even once. (laughs) Pogo sticks. Pogo sticks. (laughs) 
with a but 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 with a Gen Z twist where they're going to put those like LEDs on them. Oh, and when you bounce that light up, I like it. We need to get on this idea. And a, and a, and a, pla- and a place to store your vape, which is something that <laughs> which is something that my research proves that the younger folks are very much into. You know, you know how you get those shoes with the wheels in them. Is there any reason you can't get shoes with little pogo sticks in them? We- no, no, because you, you, you I want can't to, get shot- shoes with wheels in them because I'm a apparently a, I have adult sized feet. Ah, oh, damn it, damn it! If only you were like, a little know, bit shorter. It is so unfair. You shan't believe this, but I was on a research expedition to what used to be a mall and now is some sort of park. They still wear the roller skates, but instead of the kind that clamp onto your shoes, they have purpose-built shoes with the wheels permanently fixed. But not only that, instead of sort of a one, two, three, four connection with axles, many of them have got them like sort of one, two, three, four all in line like bobsled races. Unfathomable, but that's again that's that's why my research is up to date and spread sports in all ways. <laughs> well, I'm so impressed with this, I'm actually going to turn my baseball cap another five degrees to the full forty. I think we're having enough. I think we've heard, we've had enough our quota of fun today. No, we've we've enough. We've no, enough for that the was amazing. Episode. Oh my god! I just want that narration for like everything. Like next time I go to Starbucks, <laughs> I'm just gonna hear Andy in that voice in the back of my head. I totally am. Oh my god! I'm rehearsing for when I'm old, and I don't want to admit that I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've already told myself that I have, I'm old enough that I have to switch from like baseball caps to I can still wear baseball caps so long as they don't have logos on them, so they look like oh well I've I paid ninety three dollars for this because it's like a fashion item that's been custom made for me. I'm not just someone who thinks that he's still eighteen years old and has a slingshot in his back pocket like Dennis the Menace. <laughs> I'm aware that I'm aware that there are now several letters behind me. As a generation Xer. <laughs> yeah, I was realizing that when I realized that this year was the year that Star Wars turns 40 and that I remember seeing Star Wars. Not brand new, but I saw the re-release in 78. So yeah. I was young. My my save my only saving grace is that I, I know how old Alec Guinness was when he played Obi-Wan. When I'm as old as he is, then that's that's I'm gonna have to take a month <laughs> off. I'm just gonna have to <laughs> It's going to take me a few weeks to process the fact that I am now as old as Alec Guinness was when he played Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, and re- Until then, um, I'm still vibrant in the flower of youth. I don't know if it's episode seven or episode eight, but Mark Hamill was saying the same thing. Like, I am now the same age that that Alec Guinness was when he was in New Hope with me. Wow. And I don't remember if it was when they started filming seven or when they started filming eight, but it's a very recent development. Yeah. And uh, that was kind of a trip. 